Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back by no one's demand but our own and not from our home office in the Gulch in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. I'm in Atlanta for 4th of July weekend. Happy to be here with you guys. Buck rising on this Thursday. Happy 4th. Uh, to all of you who are celebrating our country's birthday. Uh, so in honor of that, we have, there's nothing more patriotic, in all honesty, uh, than doing a mailbag pod with Corey Levin, Titans offensive lineman, uh, somebody who you guys are probably going to get to know better over the course of training camp as there is uh, an open competition that we talk about uh, between the interior offensive lineman at center and at right guard, Ben Jones and Kevin Pomfield are the guys right now, but Corey Levin is one who is in in waiting in the wings, a former sixth round pick out of Chattanooga, uh, somebody who's had a decent career when he's gotten the opportunity to start and somebody who I think is funny. Uh, so without further ado, we wish you guys a happy 4th of July uh, and hope that you will enjoy our mailbag with Titans offensive lineman, Corey Levin. Back here on the 615 sessions, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports, Nashville.com, Buck Rising, here with you, 4th of July edition, and we have uh, a special guest. He is Titans offensive lineman Corey Levin. Follow him on Twitter, at CoreyLevin62. Boss man, how we living? Man, we're doing good, man. I'm excited to be on the show, answer a few questions for some fans out there, and uh, have a good 4th of July. I was about to say, I'm fired up. We're going we're gonna to do the mailbag at the end of the show. I got to... I got to talk to you about your. I know you got takes. I know you got NBA free agency takes. You got hot takes. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I've been on top of this free agency business. You know, I'm a I'm a proud bandwagon LeBron fan. Uh, I already saw a question out there. You know, asking who my favorite player was. I'm gonna come out and say it's definitely LeBron James. <laughs> I mean, it is. There's a lot going on with LeBron, so we're gonna talk about that. We'll, we'll do NBA free agency. I saw you got in a puppy picture battle uh, with some of these Titans Twitter trolls that I know exist out there, a couple of the guys that we know. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll do the mailbag for the people if you are ready to rock. Yes, sir. Let's get it going. Okay. So uh, this this bus, your teammate, Taylor Lewan, I got on uh, bussing with the boys. I snuck aboard, and I made Compton and Taylor do – a Facebook Live and Periscope show with me. Uh, have you seen the bus? Have you been given the intel as to the location of the bus? Um, I know the location of the bus, and I'm going to go ahead and say I'm, I'm honestly pretty upset with Mr. Lawan there. He's got you on the show before me. Um, you know, I don't know how to handle that, but I guess uh, I guess we'll be okay. You know, life rolls on. That's hardly for the boys. It flies in the face of the motto. They need to take it down. Oh, man. I mean, I would, I'd be thrilled to get on the bus, so I, I'd love to hear your experience. I haven't watched the episode yet, but I'm, I'll tune in one of these days. <laughs> it's okay. Listen, you got better things to do with your time than to listen to me uh, harass your teammates. 
on a <laughs> on a on a decrepit old bus. Actually, it's a pretty cool setup out there. But I was I was out there with them, Corey, right before Vrabel was getting ready to tape with them. And after I wrapped up, he was uh, he was pulling into the parking lot when I was walking out. Uh, he was he looked like he looked awfully skeptical at us. Like you you people aren't supposed to you people aren't supposed to be here. Uh, while I'm getting ready to tape the podcast, but I'm excited to listen to that one. He's going to kill it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look at that one with the uh, coach on there. I heard he got a, a few in on, on comp as well as you did. I, I, I saw you got one in there on comp too. I did. I had to I had to take one of them out. I was waiting for the out because I knew, I knew that I was walking into a hostile situation. Like, uh, Lawan has beef with the people who I work for now at A to Z for a long time. And so I knew as soon as I put on my, my, uh, silly little golf polo, uh, with the A to Z logo that I was going to, I was going to have to be on offense and as shots would be fired. Shots sure. were fired for sure. They tried to take it over from me off the top. Uh, but I knew that if I saw the opportunity to take one of them out, that it's the only way that I was going to survive. Like I had, I had to, I had to put Compton down. It was brutal, but it had to be done. Yeah, you got to make a splash, man. You got to, you got to let them know how you're coming, man. <laughs> no, I think we, I think we all had fun by the end of it. I don't know if they knew what to expect about me asking to, to go out there and hang out with them, but they, uh, they were good sports about it. But like Vrabel, Vrabel's going to be, Vrabel's going to be really good. On that, I don't think people give Mike enough credit for uh, how he how he handles that kind of thing. I think people were kind of like surprised that he was willing to do that. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's still a young guy, man. He's still got a lot of fire in him, and you know he's still you know kind of with the times and jokes and things like that. And I mean he played in this league. He's probably met a few personalities that you know kind of shaped him into who he is, man. He's a great guy. So, yeah, I'll definitely look into that one. Have you worked on the chess pad that he's got with him? What was that? Have you worked on this, like, with him in these individual periods where he's got the chess pad on and he's he's going one-on-one with you guys? Uh, he kind of stays away from us, you know. He, he usually stays with the defensive guys. But uh, if I ever get my shot, you know, I'm – won't be scared, and I know he won't either. He loves that shit. <laughs> he kills me, man. Like, do you guys think that's as funny as we do when we see it at practice? Because it come, it becomes like a little bit of a thing on social media when he's going around to pro days and he's and he's working out Christian Wilkins, and people are like surprised by that. Like, do you guys think that's funny, or is that just us being being you know not knowing any better? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always cool. When you see your your head football coach out there getting getting in the grind with you and and uh, really working with you, so I mean we honestly think it's pretty cool. We think it's a good tool for players who you know might be coming back from injury or something. So yeah, I I just I laugh at it every time he comes over and talks to us in a press conference afterwards, and he's got like a cut under his eye because Jarrell caught him with an elbow. Or something like that. It's just like, dog, what are you doing? Like, but he's he's bigger than a lot of you guys. Like, Mike is Mike is a solid. Uh, he is a solid human being. Like, I'm kind of intimidated to ask him questions sometimes, Corey. Oh yeah, man. He still looks like he could play a down or two out there on Sundays. You you couldn't you your pass rush probably wouldn't hurt by having him. But anyway, let's let's talk about some free agency because I I've been going through your Twitter timeline. You've got takes. Uh, 
you are a LeBron James fan. You stated that off the top. Why are you a LeBron James fan? I'm not going to come at you for being a LeBron fan, but I know I need to know why. All right, so it's a lot deeper than most people think it is. That's um, why I'm asking. I want to give you the chance yeah. to explain. I'm, I'm excited to be able to tell the world how I feel about 23. Well, now number six. Number six for the Lakers, LeBron James. Yes. Um, so my, uh, my family, I got three older sisters, my two parents. They were all down in Miami. They lived in Miami. I would have been born in Miami had it not been for Hurricane Andrew. Oh, wow. So, growing up, up and we, they moved to Atlanta after Hurricane Andrew, and that's where I was born in 94. Um, so, growing up, all sports was Miami, man. I was big Miami Hurricanes fan, huge Miami Heat fan. Um, so, that also, my second favorite player, guys, is definitely Dwayne Wade. By and large, love him. Just One of the best love sports pictures ever taken is he, yes. uh, he and LeBron uh, alley oop with the Heat, and the just the poses that they struck that they struck in that moment. It's one of the greatest sports pictures. It's it's one of those that gives you the cheesy sports feels. Yeah, it's unbelievable shot. Whoever got that should be paid a million dollars a year for the rest of their life. For that shot, well, I not mean, a bump in the bill. You got, you got that. I'm not, I'm not paying a million dollars for that. <laughs> but it's a cool picture. So, so uh, big Miami Heat fans, and uh, so when we get LeBron James, of course, I'm thrilled. I'm like, oh my god, this guy, we just got LeBron James to the Heat and Chris Bosh. Like it was unbelievable. Sure. Um, and then it was like I'll the Heat against the world. Right, heat against the world. I know I'll probably catch some flat for them losing to the Mavericks in uh, 2011 or whenever that was, but whatever. I like LeBron because of what he did when he came into Miami, and I just, you know, respected him growing up as an athlete. Like, this guy is at the top of his game. He's a good dude, and uh, he just doesn't mess around, man. He's just he's about his business, and... Uh, Man, I've, I've stuck with him from there. I mean, honestly, um, when he went to Cleveland, it just I, I just kind of grew with him. Like, I started watching Cleveland, and especially because I just don't like Golden State. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask you to... about you shouting down Golden State fans on Twitter. I love this, core. It kills me. Man, I mean, they're... They became the biggest bandwagon fans ever, so why can't I be? You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to defend my boy LeBron. Yes. All these people saying that, you know, he uh, went to a super team, couldn't get it done more than two times, so he left, all this stuff, whatever. He's the greatest basketball player to ever live. Okay. So you brought it strong, but, like, I got to tell you, Corey, like, I'm going to – I'm going to want to hate him if both him and Kawhi are in Los Angeles together. Like, I can't with him and the Lakers. I just, it's something about I, I ride with LeBron James as the best basketball player that I have ever seen. Like, he's incredible to me. You and I are about the same age. I'm, I'm maybe a little, like, a year older than you. Uh, and I'm, like, I'm not somebody, like, I saw Jordan as a wizard and not really as a decent wizard when he had that, like, one or two years. So, LeBron LeBron is the basketball player that I I identify with as greatness in the NBA. But, like, the 
if they do the three of them in Los Angeles, like I'm gonna hate him a little bit. Uh, I mean, yeah, you like you gotta think uh, because the Warriors had, I mean, everyone and their mother on that team, and uh, you know, people just seem to be okay with it. Still hated on LeBron. I guess that kind of just shows how relevant he is. Sure. And how he lived. I mean, you can see by the ratings. The, the way he shifted ratings when he went to the West Coast. It's crazy. He lives rent-free in the mind of Golden State fans everywhere. Um, <laughs> they're always thinking about him. And that's got, that goes to show how good of a player he is and how much of an impact he is. Okay, so with Warriors, is it Warriors fans that you beef with? Or are you out on like the whole Golden State experience? Like Kevin Durant going and joining... The seventy-three win team, like Draymond, like what? What specifically about Golden State irks you? Oh man, there's there's lots of things. They uh, are loud on Twitter, man. Yeah, they got a huge following, man. Of course, it came after they uh, won a couple championships and were lighting up the three ball and all that stuff. But I mean, from from Durant joining a seventy-three win team to Draymond acting like he's a world beater when he makes one shot at the end of the game. I mean, you know, being the LeBron fan I am, I just hate to see that. I mean, this, the kids are relentless. I was in Kroger today. There's a kid wearing a Curry jersey. He probably doesn't even really know the game of basketball that well. He just knows Steph Curry. I mean, it's come on, man. No, but that's who that's who they identify with. I mean, he Curry is like their – LeBron, for us, Corey, I mean, I look at, like, kids love the Golden State Warriors because they win everything, and it's easy to gravitate towards. So, like, I get that, but, I mean, it's just, he's, it's it's the style of basketball, right? Like, it makes him more relatable. Like, you can't just go out there and be LeBron James, but you can lo- you think you can learn how to shoot like Curry. I mean, nobody's a shooter like Curry, but at least it's a more identifiable skill. Right. And, uh, you know, like, they had these injuries in this past final, Thompson and Durant, but you still look at who they had on the floor. They still had DeMarcus Cousins. They still had Draymond Green. They still had, you know, Sean Livingston was supposed to be, you know, all-world, and I think he got hurt early on in his career or something like that. And they still had Steph Curry. I mean, they had everyone still. And people are like, oh, if they don't win, it's because Durant was injured or whatever. But they won without him, and he joined them anyway. And, I mean, that team that LeBron was on that came back down 3-1 against him, I know he had Kyrie Irving, but it was just him and Kyrie, man. And that They that dragged was that team to the finals. Like, I still I, – I can't believe it's, – it's honest to God a credit to LeBron – that they had to put something like Golden State together to beat him, because otherwise he would have kept winning court. Right, and, and I know people are gonna people are gonna call in and tweet at us and say, you know, well LeBron started that by going to Miami. Well, you forget about Boston's big three. They had a big three that you know Miami had to get some firepower to try and beat. Man, so a lot of people just want to blame everything on LeBron and say that he's soft and all this stuff, but it's obviously because he's been winning, and he's been winning longer than anyone out there. It is crazy that he's he's going to be able to sustain the way, like, at 
you know, like guys like Tom Brady and LeBron. Like LeBron's an unprecedented athlete. Brady's just a freak of it in terms of how he takes care of himself. But like LeBron, like the whole thing with LeBron is he wants to play with his kid. He wants to play with Bronny. And I think he might actually be able to pull it off. It's it's incredible. I think he might too. Man, he's the only one who's still playing from his draft class. It's wild. Yeah, that is absolutely nuts. Ben Simmons uh, got a five-year, $170 million extension today. What are your thoughts? I mean, these NBA contracts, let's just let's talk about those. Can we please? Cause Corey, I swear to God, people send me the memes of like when when NBA uh, players and NFL players are hanging out and it's just 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 brutal, man. The way the way that guys like role players, like backup point guards are getting twelve million dollars a year. I'm just sitting here looking yeah. at this NBA money, I'm like, my God, would I be pissed if I was another professional athlete. <laughs> Man, they get these. They get these two-year, forty mil, and you're like, "Who? What? I've never even. Who's that guy? <laughs> what did he do?" Corey, guy, Corey Joseph is getting twelve million dollars a year. Like Corey Joseph's fine player. Twelve million dollars a year. It's insane. I mean, they just have. I guess they just have unbelievable amounts of bread to just hand out because. I mean, these guys, they are professional NBA players, and by any means, I'm not discounting what they do and how they do it. But that is just crazy, crazy amounts of money being thrown around out there. Do you guys talk, like, in the locker room, do you guys ever talk about the NBA contracts? Like, is it something that comes up? Because, I mean, I know we make a thing out of it on Twitter, and as soon as the numbers come out with, like, Woj, uh, breaking every contract known to man. But do you guys, like, sit around and look at each other and be like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, the way I can remember specifically when uh, James Harden signed that 300 mil with Houston and then another 300 with Adidas, we were <laughs> we were just like, man, I mean, that's unbelievable. And then we even got into some of these baseball contracts that are crazy, too. But the one thing I think we can hang our hat on as NFL players is the benefits. I, I think our benefits are just a little bit better. So, Well, they damn well better be. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they better be. No, I. but you're you're right. Baseball, I mean, like Bryce Harper, I, I know we everybody who was paying attention to baseball knew from when he was coming out that he was going to be the next big thing. And you look at his numbers right now. And he's a and he's a fine you know replacement level player, but for the money that dude is getting, like, and he's been that guy for a couple of years. Like, it's not like Bryce Harper has been a world beater for some time now. He's just kind of leveled off. And you're looking at this, and you're like, how the hell did this dude leverage that kind of contract? I don't get it. I know. I think that's I think the Bryce Harper contract's hilarious because I'm a Braves fan. By the way, <laughs> growing up, growing up in the Atlanta area, we don't like the Phillies. Does that we feel like good for Mets. you? Yeah, it feels pretty good. And so does Bobby Bonilla Day. Well, that was yesterday. Bobby right? Bonilla Day. That's right. What is, it's so it's one million dollars a year every year for like I. Is it is it twenty more years? Like, can it be that long? I can't remember what the actual number is. I'm not sure the the length of, of that contract. I know it's just about one point one million, which happens to be I saw a tweet yesterday 
I'm not sure if it's correct or not, but it happens to be more than the Saints will be paying Michael Thomas this year. <laughs> I swear to God, I love it. It's it's one of the best things in sports, Bobby Bonilla Day. And it's just, it, God bless the Mets. They cannot get out of their own way. I know. They, they, uh, <laughs> I was watching the game the other night out on my back porch. They beat the Braves. It was their first win in like eight games. And then the very next morning is Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh. You got to love it. <laughs> I was, To be honest with you, I was watching that game too, but I was screaming at my television because I wanted the NBA free agency coverage to start because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like an addict with it, honest to God. I cannot remove myself from NBA Twitter. And it, it kills me, Corey, that nobody gives a damn about basketball in Nashville. I, I need it. And, and it's just it's a non-factor. That's why I'm so happy to have you today. Yeah, man, that stuff, it, it's crazy to try and keep up with that. And you're right, no one really in Nashville, Tennessee, pays too much attention. Um, yeah, but I did see, though, Memphis, Andre Iguodala, uh probably get bought out, but... That's crazy, though. Well, that that dude was a finals MVP, and you just said, you know, probably going to get bought out. That's wild to me, the way that they just, that transaction went down. I know, man. And so about Andre Iguodala, he said, did you see what he said the other day? Well, he's he's been kind of loud on this book tour he's on, but what remind well, tell me what you're thinking of because it's probably what I heard, but I can't remember specifically the quote. So, going back to all these LeBron haters, um, Andre Iguodala came out and said that Kobe Bryant is harder to guard than LeBron James, which definitely probably true because it's well known that Kobe Bryant is a better scorer than LeBron James. Yes. My argument to these people is that it's never been about who's the better scorer between Kobe and LeBron. It's about who's the better player. And what do what you have to do to be a better player? you got to play some defense. you got to pass the ball, which I don't know if Kobe passed the ball all that much. God, that last um, game he had, I, it was on like NBA TV, and it felt so sad. But what he watching him shoot every time he got the ball killed me. It made me so happy. Yes. So I, I tweeted something out. I was like, yeah, Andre could say that Kobe is harder to guard. And then these these people who hate on LeBron automatically assume that that means that Kobe is the better player because he's harder to guard. And I'm saying, what, what do you think Andre Iguodala was saying when uh, LeBron chased down blocked him in that finals game? Where the hell did that man come from? Yeah, where did this guy come from? That's a hell of a player, a hell of an all-around player, doing it on both ends. And someone also mentioned me in a tweet and said, LeBron was getting guarded by Iggy and went for 25-plus every game. So, I don't know. Now, I mean, it's, listen, everybody, all of us gas bags, Corey, because you're, you're a gas bag for the day. Like, this is what we're doing. Welcome to the world, the world of sports talk radio. We... We give opinions, and then people make fun of us for them when we're wrong. Uh, but, like, in the middle of June, like, it's almost like you feel pressured to have an opinion because there's just so – I mean, there's regular season baseball. 
Like there's really only so much engaging content that we can get to. And so people are just saying stupid things without having to be held accountable for them in the media. And you see it all the time. It drives me insane. Yeah, and I love it. Oh, I love getting fired up. And, and shooting I was about to say, do you watch there. like First Take or like Undisputed? Like, are you getting into the debate shows? Um, you know, I really don't watch too much TV. Like, I honestly, I sit on Twitter a little bit and just just read funny shit and respond to it. <laughs> and if it fires me up, like the other day, I was really feeling like a troll because I was on Twitter defending LeBron, and I was on Facebook you know, defending Zaxby's versus Chick-fil-A. And we're going to talk about this. I saw that in the mailbag. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hotly contested debate. And then I had a complete change of heart the other day on my whole, you know, chicken industry thoughts. And like you said, we'll get to that. (laughs) Well, I mean, you talk about sitting, sitting around and, and trolling people on Twitter. It's, it's one of my favorite things to do. It's honestly, I honestly need to like remove myself from Twitter sometimes because I like, I like to gut it out in the Twitter sewers. Like I like to fight with people on Twitter, which is a terrible habit because <laughs> I lose like an hour of my day, Corey, just because just there, there's so much stupid stuff that people send us about you guys and that you're just, you know, is so clearly wrong and you just can't, you just can't help but engage the guy with 10 followers about why he doesn't know anything about the Titans quarterback situation. I feel like then, you just want to squash him, you know? Oh, and then I've lost an hour of my damn day just just feuding with some hillbilly on Twitter about something that I don't care that much about. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, all I do is <laughs> in the offseason, I sit here and work out, and I come home, and there's nothing else to do but get on my phone and check what people out there are saying. Well, you got into you got into a puppy picture uh, feud yesterday on Twitter with Matt Neely and Zach Lyons, our friends over at the uh, Football and Other F Words Pod. Uh, was there a winner declared? Um, I don't think there was. I got in the battle with the guy who started the competition, and and I think he's the ultimate judge. So I'd imagine if he's not going to pick my dog. To win, but if there's listeners out there who would like to tweet us out and give us a true winner, um, give a good thought to uh, my dog. He's, he's currently dealing with that bad scrape on his leg. He's doing a lot better. I saw that. Good that looked spirit. nasty. That literally happened as I was pulling up my driveway, Jesus. and then the battle started. Like his. <laughs> He knew it was coming. And then you, you, I mean, listen, that's a good job out of you. You played to, you played to the sympathy. uh, You played the sympathy card to try and, uh, try and garner more attention. That's a heady play by you. He did a great job. I mean, he knows what he's doing. (laughs) He's a wily veteran. I was just laughing because as soon as, I mean, Zach, I know Zach a little bit. He hosts, you, you know, like SB Nation, how they have like fan sites. Uh, where yeah. people who who aren't like you know I, I mean not to, not to sound like an asshole but like real media uh, who get to do like fan pods and stuff like that and I've done Zach's podcast a couple times and think in fact I think they talked to Jayon Brown for an hour during the draft about Game of Thrones and I think Jayon had no idea what the hell he was sitting down for uh, but <laughs> when when Zach pulls out the picture of Huxley like I've seen that picture before that dog looks like a damn loaf of bread that's the cutest damn dog. 
I've ever seen. Like I knew it was on. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he does have a cute dog. Um, people still out there listening about my dog. Got him from the Nashville Humane Association. So that's, that's another, uh, another couple brownie points here. If you support the Nashville Humane Association, you support my dog, Jet. Oh, and yeah. that's a vote. Listen, the, the, the good people uh, here on the 615 sessions, they bring it strong uh, for your guys' animal causes. We, we, got, we got a lot of people to, to show out for, for Logan Ryan's deal, which was tremendous, by the way, at the Bell Tower. I felt like a total fat ass because I, I was supposed to be talking to people and instead I was stuffing my face full of like hot chicken sliders from Hattie V's. It was incredible. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that was an awesome thing that Logan did out there with the uh, with the Nashville Humane Association, man. I really, really like his foundation and the things that he does with that. It's awesome. All right, we're gonna hit the mailbag. You ready to do this for the people? Yes. Okay. Now I know, I know, we talked about some of the questions that were sent, so I tried to pare it down to keep us both out of trouble. Uh, but our friend Braden Gall over at the ESPN Radio affiliate wrote at Braden Gull on Twitter, because it is July 4th weekend, if you stick meat between two buns, does that, automat- <laughs> does that automatically qualify it as a sandwich? Or are some meats so complicated that they need their own food category? This is obviously the is the hot dog a sandwich question, although phrased poorly because he's talking about sticking meat between buns. Yeah, uh, yeah that question... I mean that started out. I didn't know where I was going, but hey, we're gonna we're gonna reel it back in. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna say, obviously, some meats are so complicated that they're in their own category. Um, when you go up to a, a street vendor, you don't say, "Hey, I want a sandwich with mustard and relish on it." You say, "I want a hot dog." Right. You know what I'm saying? And then anything else, you know. I don't even know if people have gotten into is a is a cheeseburger a sandwich because you don't say I want a sandwich like with cheese on it and whatever else you put on the burger. That would just be a patty melt. No, it needs to be it needs to be categorically divided. Like it's it really is a complex thing once you think about it that we've made uh, unnecessarily hard on ourselves, but. I mean, honest to God, it is it is an excellent question. Are you somebody uh, who differentiates between a cookout and a barbecue? Oh, I mean, if I'm thinking, no, I mean, not really. I think those those probably go hand in hand. I okay, because prob- some people like, I mean, and again, if Twitter was if Twitter was emblematic of of the real world, then I would actually think that the real world is a much much worse place. But like people send sent on Twitter, uh, they get they get very passionate about the difference between a barbecue and a cookout, and so I didn't know if that was something that you did. I'm kind of curious. What are some of the differences you've heard? I I just I think of a cookout as I'm going to have some wings, some burgers, some things like that. But that's also you know a backyard barbecue. So you don't like, necessarily have to have pulled pork to for it to be a barbecue. It's just just the the sense of the the the, the word I don't, I don't know what i'm trying to say here it's it's a barbecue it's no a this is this is my fugazi con- fugazi. <laughs> this is my conundrum because they're telling me no it's it's because of the type of 
of, of meats and stuff like that being made and how they're being made at a barbecue uh, versus what you're having at a cookout, which is probably hot dogs and hamburgers. Like this is, this is the main uh, point of contention that people will throw in your face, barbecue zealots as they were on Twitter. Uh, and it's something that I, I don't know. I fought that battle because I spend too much time on Twitter, Corey. Like, again, I need to, I need to put the needle <laughs> down. Oh, man. Well, well, here's what I have to say to the whole cookout versus barbecue thing. I, I just recently got a big green egg, and I've been wearing it out. Um, and I cooked some ribs on there the other day. Okay. Bar- barbecue ribs, right? Some, some baby back ribs, which you would think would be at a barbecue, right? Correct. Well, I had a former teammate of mine message me on Instagram and say, you are definitely invited to the cookout. Oh, see, this this throws a wrench in it. Yeah, so what, what do you do? I think they're the same. Listen, I'm I'm not willing to die on this hill either way. I just I look at it and I say I'm willing I'm willing to listen to your barbecue or cookout differences, uh, but you're not gonna make me you're not gonna make me take a hard line on this. Like I'm not going to go fight for either side. Right. I don't. I I think they're the same. Okay. I think we're uh, we're in agreement, sir. I had no idea that that's how much time we would spend on that, but that I love that. Uh, <laughs> Mike Herndon at Mike Miracles writes on Twitter, please give your Nashville hot chicken power rankings. Ooh, Nashville hot chicken power rankings. Do you get up for the hot chicken? Yeah, I like that. I've had a few places. Um, and I'm going to have to give him two different uh, polls here, I guess, kind of like a coaches and an AP poll, I guess you could say. Okay, break it down. Uh, as far as taste, as far as taste, I really enjoy Hattie B's as number one. Um, number two, I used to live out in uh, East Nashville my rookie year. There's a place called Pepper Fire. It was pretty solid. I'll yes. put that number two. Number three, I would go Prince's. Okay, the original. Yes. Now, if we're talking heat scale, if we're talking heat scale, it goes Prince is definitely number one. Hattie B's two, Pepper Fire three. And I, I honestly haven't had um, any other hot chicken. Ah, take that back. Party Foul. Yes. I have Party Foul. Party Foul is money. Um, Party Foul's got some solid taste. They honestly... They'll be in front of Pepper Fire on taste. Uh, it's heat scale. It's honestly not that hot. Uh, probably four on the heat scale. So those are the four places I've eaten. Prince's, Prince's like I'm kind of, I was kind of scared the first time I walked in there because like Channel 4 was doing a story on it at the time I was out there. And these people had like gas masks on that were handling the chicken <laughs> because of the kind of rub that they put on that damn thing. Like I don't think like yeah. this. This is not how I'm trying to go down. Like I, I want, I want to live. Right. So I went in there and I, I ordered, you know, a, a three piece tender hot. And the lady up front, she said, "Are you sure you want to do that? Because I really don't think you want to." <laughs> She's like forewarning. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> of course." 
And then so I ate that, absolutely burned my face off. Um, and then uh, I was with my brother-in-law, and he was like, dude, you got to go. You got to get at least one tender of the hottest because that's what I've done at all these places. Okay. And uh, I go up there and I order that, and, and she just called me a crazy white boy. But <laughs> I, I ate that tender, and I was absolutely destroyed for like an hour. Yeah, man. I See, couldn't... I can't go out like that. Like I'm a coward, Corey. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to salvage my afternoon. Yeah, I don't know if I could taste food for a week after that. <laughs> Party foul though. Also great, great. This is such a this is such a like fall winter time type thing, and it's gonna make me sound like such a lame ass. But chicken and dumplings at party foul, money. Yeah, party foul is a very solid place. So let's continue with the mailbag questions on Twitter. Matt Neely, the guy who you were feuding with. Uh, in terms of the puppy pictures, asks you to the rank. The guy who lost to me, right? The guy who lost to the goodest of boys. <laughs> he says, rank the UTC dorms uh, on Twitter at Matt Neely underscore. Okay, so we're going to have to go with another, like, two-part scale here. Okay. Um, as far as cleanliness and newness and overall niceness um the the dorms over on south campus uh, they actually built a new dorm since i've been there um within the past three years so i mean that's probably going to be number one i don't even know what that one's called but over on south campus there's uh there's uc foundation stoffel walker and decosimo those are all like the same damn building like they all look the same that's where my my wife now she was my girlfriend at the time obviously she lived there in uh south campus those are those will probably take the cake and then from there you probably got johnson O'Bear is is uh after those and then bowling bowling apartments which is where uh the football players stayed when i was there at least I don't know if they stay there anymore. And then uh, the uh, definitely the shittiest ones were uh, Lockmiller. <laughs> that has, a, that has a terrible name. Yes. Shout out to anybody that had to live in Lockmiller, also known as Glockmiller. Oh. Tread lightly. <laughs> yeah, tread lightly, but it was just a bunch of nerdy kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> Scared nerds out in Glockmiller. Uh, now, Tennessee, Chattanooga, that's – T.O. played there, yeah? Yeah, T.O. definitely played there, man. Did you go Did you go to the, the Hall of Fame ceremony? Uh, no. I, I mean, I think we were uh, – I don't know when that was exactly. You remember when that thing was? You guys were, prob- you guys were probably in the middle of camp, the more that I think about it, because that, that's typically in August. Yeah, we were in camp or something. Do you ever have a chance to uh, meet T.O.? Yeah, he came back a few times when I was there. Because we, uh, you know, Chattanooga has historically been pretty bad at football. I think they were okay in the 80s. Actually, they were pretty good. I take that back. 
Um, but but from the mid '80s through you know kind of up until really Russ Huseman was the head coach when I was there. So he got there. He started. He he, uh, he changed the program around. And uh, P.O. P.O. came around and we were doing pretty good. Um, and yeah, he started showing his face more at homecoming and things like that. So headline: Corey Levin, Terrell Owens is a front runner. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of good players that come out of Chattanooga. No, for sure. I just yeah. I I I remember seeing. It's just T.O. Right? I mean. T.O. and the whole Hall of Fame thing. Like, I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, you know, if the guy wants to, to do it this way, then let him do it this way. But I, I desperately wanted to go. You guys had to have been in camp, because otherwise I think I would have gone. I just wanted to see what it would have been like. Like, he's legitimately a show everywhere he goes. Yeah, man, the guy was – the guy lives his life exactly how he played, man. He just – because he does, does everything to the fullest however he wants to do it which you gotta respect it no i love it i i wish more i wish more guys were like that in the nfl like i wish more more guys were comfortable just you know being personality driven but i know that that kind of works against the whole culture uh uh you uh you unity uh that football coaches try to keep intact mike herndon on twitter we'll, we'll give mike one more because this is funny titans O-line chugging contest. Who finishes on the podium? Who is most likely to go full Aaron Rodgers? Hashtag BR male. <laughs> Titans chugging podium. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put myself at number one. Okay. Uh, and I know that's going to ruffle some feathers amongst the O-line. Probably, uh, probably ruffle Taylor's feathers a little bit and maybe Dennis Kelly's. But I think those guys go two and three respectively. I was about to say Dennis is just Dennis, like it's, I I should I don't get I don't get like, it's not starstruck, I guess, but like Dennis and Derrick Henry are two dudes that I'm just like I'm not the same species as you guys. Like you guys are <laughs> are incredible to me. I I don't know why. Yeah, so I just think about Dennis chugging a beer and I'm like, does he just does he just squeeze it like a juice box and it's done? He's like the Incredible Hulk. He's saber tooth. Oh, yeah, Dennis is definitely a, a, almost a Neanderthal. I mean, that dude is so – his <laughs> elbows are my knees. Like, he's just got – he's just so tall. He's got the long hair. He's got everything going. But uh, the guy who I think goes full Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Stinney because he doesn't – as far as I know, he, he hasn't even drank a drop of alcohol. So – well, that's I guess that's to be commended, but I know I know Stinney's got dance moves though, like he makes up for it a little bit. Yeah, he does got some good little dance moves. Shout out Stinney's dance moves. <laughs> All right, at Music City Miracles at Titans MCM, they write in. Oh, serious football question. Okay, in Corey's opinion, what must he accomplish this July slash August to win a starting role on the offensive line? How much of an open competition does he expect? So serious football question for Corey Levin. Yeah, that's a pretty serious question. Um, as is ever, as is the goal every year, as always to get stronger and faster to try and 
keep up with these guys that look like Derrick Henry and Derrick Kelly, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, just, you know, building overall strength, um, going into year three, just building more knowledge of the game, um, settling in, being more comfortable, um, you know, probably just working on little technique things in the run game and pass pro to help me be more successful each rep. And then, uh, as far as, as far as how much of an open competition do I expect? Um, like are Ben, are Ben and Pomfield, like, is, are those the guys right now as we sit here? Uh, I mean, I, I'm not one to say. I mean, you guys had J-Rob on the pod not too long ago. That's your guy to ask. Look but, at uh, you doing your homework, scout, doing the scouting report. I appreciate that, Corey. I'm sorry. You kind of broke up right there. I said I appreciate you doing the scouting report there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as open competition, I think – I think you you have your obvious locks on the left side, and uh, and then anything from there, you know, you just, you just really never know. I mean, probably. I mean, Ben Jones is a well trusted guy along the, uh, um, in the organization, um, and then you know, right side. I mean, there's guys that that have put their name out there and they've done a great job. So I mean, it's. I'm glad I don't really have to make the decision. So, yeah, no, it's it's a great situation what you guys have in terms of depth this year. I think uh, I think that they've done a pretty good job setting you guys up for success. So we're uh, we're we're ready to see how this thing's turn this thing turns out once we get going in September. All right, from Larry Boots at Boots with the underscore fur on Twitter. I love Twitter names. Bonus one v one question. Jack Daniels versus Keith Stone. <laughs> I miss the Keith Stone commercials. Yeah, those were great commercials. Um, but I have to be honest, the beer, not so great. I'm Ugh. going Jack Daniels. Yeah, see, I used to be able to slug Jack. And it's not, it's it's to the point where I don't know what happened to my body in in the, I don't know, four years at this point that I've been out of college. But like, I drink tequila on the rocks now, Corey, because I'll have like two of them. I'll be straight, and then I don't. I don't get a headache the next day, and because I get crippling headaches now from whiskey, I'm just a pansy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've had my fair share of horrible mornings after nights with uh, Mr. Daniels, but I mean, Keith Stone, I, I don't know if I can do that. It just it it it's murder the next day on your body. It's just not yeah. it's not going well for you if you drink too many uh with Keith Keith Stone. Uh from yeah. let's see. Underscore Birds of War on Twitter. Why does Buck have the voice of a fifty year old man but the body of a ten year old boy? <laughs> oh thank man. you to our I friend thank you to our answer. friends on Twitter. <laughs> oh man. I mean did you play sports in high school, in college? I don't know. That's, that's for you to answer. I, yeah, I mean, so I was going to go to law school, Corey, because both my parents worked in, in politics and government, and enough, enough people made fun of my voice 
to where I was sitting in like a sports management class because my cousin's a, he's a baseball agent. And I was going to go like check out what he did for work and like just kind of see if I could see if I could worm my way in there because I wanted to work in sports. And then I did student radio and I guess it worked because I do sound like a 55 year old man and I have no other discernible (laughs) talents. Like, I don't know. I like I played sports in high school. I don't I don't think I was the greatest athlete, but it's not like I'm just uh, just some schlub. So you just have you just have the voice of a pure man, but you just have a little little baby boy body. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> well, know. Let, listen, I you're the, an NFL offensive lineman. Of course, I look like I have a baby body to you. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Okay, Jennifer Roche. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. Thank you for writing in, Jennifer at jroche62 on Twitter. What is your favorite thing you order at Zaxby's? And part two, what sauce do you prefer? I'm sure there's going to be a long answer with this. Oh, baby. Okay, so the uh, favorite thing I order is definitely the large chicken tender plate. No slaw. Two pieces of toast, please. Um, Extra fries, all that, whatever. Um, And then... I just I can't get enough of Zaxby's honey mustard. I think it's just absolutely incredible. Um, you know, it beats the hell out of Chick Fil A. Um, See, that is everybody. an unpopular opinion. I told you guys Corey Levin was coming with takes today. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who likes Chick Fil A. I just I just don't see what you guys see. I guess I mean I'll eat it, but it's just mm, I mean it's just. Like, I told someone on Facebook the other day. I even got the trolling on Facebook that day. See, this Look, is how I, was, I know you're an addict. You're, you, can't, you, ha- you can't even put Twitter down. you got to pick up Facebook. Like, that's, that's, a much, that's a much darker circle of hell that you're in, in, uh, uh, adventuring into when you go fighting on Facebook. Yeah, because these, you know, these 30, 40, 50-year-olds on Facebook, they don't hold back, man. No, like you, really, no you games. really got to bring your game. They have facts. They they'll pull out articles that they've shared from like two years ago. Dude, you got to come with some heat if you're going to go on Facebook. <laughs> but uh, this guy, this guy said, you know, obviously, as soon as I said that Jackson is better than Chick Fil A, of course, a Chick Fil A employee jumps out of the window and saves the some kid from choking the other day. So he shares that. And then <laughs> and he's just like, it's the Lord's chicken. How dare you disrespect <laughs> it. The Lord's chicken. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, man. Just make sure that your chicken minis aren't yesterday's nugget. <laughs> I love that. The Lord's chicken. And I, you know, I bet in the, in the post it said uh, that the chicken or, or the Chick-fil-A employee Followed that up with a "my pleasure," thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and then he followed it with a "my pleasure." I okay. Yeah. The the Chick Fil A thing because I I'm a huge proponent of Zaxby's. Like when I first when I went to college at Indiana, we didn't have Zaxby's in Indiana. So like I came to Nashville and I'm like, this is the greatest thing that I've ever had. Uh, but like Chick Fil A, I haven't had I hadn't had it in a while. And for whatever reason, I was over by the practice facility. And there's a Chick-fil-A right there. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cave. 
I'm going to do it. I'm feeling fat. I'm going to, I'm going to go at it. And I got a number two combo spicy uh, chicken deluxe sandwich. So side of fries, uh, a three piece chicken tender with uh, Chick-fil-A sauce and barbecue and a cookies and cream shake. And I crushed it. <laughs> like I put it down. Oh man. There's just so many things about Chick-fil-A that people just, because it's quote unquote, the Lord's chicken, they just, <laughs> they just, I guess they turn their head to it. Like if I order some fries, like I don't want to have to peel my own potato. Like they give me <laughs> like half of them still have the potato skin on it. The chicken's soggy. Like I said, if you get chicken minis for breakfast, you don't know if it's yesterday's 12 count that got taken back because there's too many little scraggly pieces or whatever. Like That's fair. And, they, and then they just don't have you know much variety. I just don't think they have a lot of variety. You prefer your chicken to be mom and pop. Yeah. I mean, I mean, have you got, have you ever got Chick-fil-A tenders? I have had Chick-fil-A tenders. They're awfully soggy, to be honest. And it's like, like I get that the whole thing is like it's soaked in pickle juice, and that's what gives Chick-fil-A the flavor. But like, does everything have to be soaked in pickle juice? Like, it's a lot sometimes. Yeah, like, like pickles are only good for so much. Like, I just, I, I don't know, man. It's just kind of, eh, it's whatever. <laughs> At C Reed one zero two three Christian Reed on Twitter writes, outside of football. Okay, another serious football question for Corey Levin. Outside of football, how does the team mesh together? Is the team chemistry more than just specific position groups and more than just football? That's an awfully long way of asking. Are you guys friends? Yes, turns out we're friends. Um, <laughs> is that is that how it works in the football locker room? Yeah, man. I mean, our our friendships in the locker room know no positional boundaries or whatever. I mean, of course, you're going to be a lot tighter with the, the group you spend more time with. But, I mean, I've been to um, a wedding. I went to Quentin Spain's wedding in Mexico this past uh end of february i saw pictures on instagram i had severe fomo (laughs) it was a great time it was an awesome time um but there were tons of defensive guys there man and uh we all kicked it we all had a great time um you know i played golf you know the quarterbacks will obviously come with the offensive line but there's i think uh Ben Jones and, and Corey Davis went golfing one time. Like you, it just like we mess around with everyone. Like we love the D line because that's who we got to go against and practice all the time. And I mean, yeah, I mean it's just a it's just an open locker room, and there's really no no boundaries amongst the uh, positions there. Okay, speaking of no boundaries, we'll end with it on this one because I've kept you for an hour, Corey, and you crushed it. Uh, but we've got one more from Rocky at Rocky underscore Capo on Twitter. Uh, forgive me, somebody's going to have to bleep this. Fuck, kill, Mary, Taylor Lewan, Coach Rabel, Buck Rising. <laughs> oh. The pressure is on, Corey Levin. Fuck, kill, Mary, Rabel, Lewan, and Buck Rising. Yes, sir. Oh, gosh. Oh. 
Let's see. It's an Let's awfully see. unattractive oh. group of men. Oh, that's tough, man. That is tough. Um, I'm going to have to. Damn. Damn. This is Rocky. By the way, Rocky is uh, my best friend of over like 15 years okay so rocky rocky put you in a bad spot like i can i can I no longer feel bad no about this, like this. <laughs> yeah. let's see let's see i'm gonna marry coach Rabel. uh that seems like the smart thing to do <laughs> i'm gonna fuck Luan because he uh he seems like a wild man and then um Sorry, Buck. I'm gonna have to kill you, bro. Hey, listen. If you had, if you had to get rid of one, it might as well be the least valuable of the three. I understand. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait for incoming tweets about <laughs> fucking Taylor Lewan. Hey, listen. I don't think it's the tweets you got to worry about. I think it's Taylor Lewan. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> At Corey Levin sixty two is where you can find my man. He has been incredibly generous uh, with his time today. I appreciate you hanging out, Corey, man. We got to do this more often. Uh, you're a good you're a good guy to podcast with, especially when there's not there's not there's nothing going on here locally. It's a perfect time for a mailbag for the people on July fourth. That's right, man. I had a blast and I appreciate you putting me on the show. All right, Corey, man. We will uh we'll tag you in this on July 4th. We'll have everything scheduled to go up. You were great, dude. Hey, man, I appreciate it. That, that was a hell of a time. <laughs> All right, my brother. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, if I don't see you before camp, have a good summer. All right, man. You too, bro. See ya.